the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Hey, welcome to the Yes Pile, the show that helps you transform your professional persona to land you where else? In the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm a recovering corporate manager turned career coach. I've coached hundreds of professionals in my career and I've interviewed thousands more. And now I'm here to help you navigate this brave new world and to provide you with simple and actionable advice for success at any stage of your career. My goal, help you land your perfect job and then kick ass at it. So whether you're putting off drafting that resume, actively on the job hunt, navigating hurdles in your current role, or considering a complete career switch, I'm here to share my best tips and tricks to position you for success. Happy Monday, everyone. You know, I have been wanting to do this show for a while. Today, we are talking about the pivot, making a move from one career to another. And the pandemic has really given people the space and time and perspective to evaluate a lot about life. And one of those areas is, of course, work and the things we need from work, the things we want from work. A paycheck, yes, of course. But even more than that, People are recognizing and embracing that they need and want to be happy and fulfilled with the work that they are doing. A place where we spend more than one third of our lives can't be for nothing, right? I think going through the pandemic allowed people to place priority on happiness and fulfillment in ways we may not have gotten to under any other circumstances. And now, We're all collectively aligned to the fact that work has to mean something to all of us. And so over the past six months, we have seen record numbers of people resigning from their jobs in search of something more. People are leaving 10, 15, 20 years in an industry behind them because they want the chance to have a job that gives them purpose and meaning. A job where they wake up excited and motivated and ready to tackle the world. So if this sounds like you, if you've been asking yourself if it's time for a change, if you've been daydreaming about trading careers and starting somewhere fresh and new, today's show is for you. Now first, as your coach, I just want you to hear me say it out loud. Yes, you can make a change. It doesn't matter that you've spent time, energy, years, schooling to get you into your current career. Well, it does matter, but I want you to realize that those things are not a barrier. In fact, those things are a blessing because you have amassed life and professional experience that has taught you many, many things that you can now apply to the career of your dreams. It's true. A path to the job of your dreams does not need to be linear. I talk about this a lot. 
You don't need to have gone to college for it, gotten that internship, then a paid job, then a promotion at said paid job, and so on and so forth. You can zig. You can zag. You can even make a mistake and come back and try again and still be successful in what you want to do. There is no wrong way to end up in your career. In fact, I have found that some of the most dynamic, thoughtful, and successful professionals didn't take the linear path to their ultimate careers at all. And they are successful because they know something else. They've learned how to work in other industries. They've learned what it is they do best, what they offer the world. They also know what they don't do best, right? They've learned some lessons along the way. And they've also picked up on what work culture can mean in different organizations and what elements of organizational culture speak to them. They've learned what keeps them motivated, what keeps them focused, and what keeps them passionate about their work. And I want to take a minute to just share with you my own story. It's a very non-linear path that led me to what I feel is now really where I'm meant to be. So I went to college for journalism. There was, you know, a time, if you can believe it, where newspapers and magazines were just the ultimate in journalism. And I wanted to do that. So I got good grades in high school took those SATs and got into the best in-state school for journalism. And honestly, my goal, guys, was I wanted to write for the New York Times and Rolling Stone all at once. Sure, that sounds attainable, right? Why not? So I did the thing. I went to school. I enrolled in the journalism program. But along the way, I kind of by accident fell in love with science. When my journalism classes were full because the program was in high demand, I couldn't get in and I had to take a minimum amount of credits. So I randomly started registering for science classes because they were open and guess what? I loved it. And so for four and a half years, I took almost as many science classes as I took anything else. So when I walked out of college degree in hand, I had spent nearly as many hours studying science as I had journalism. Now, did I want to be a scientist, you ask? No, not exactly. But guess what? I learned a ton about discovery, investigation, and documentation of facts. And all of that was incredibly relevant to being an unbiased and factual reporter. Now, I was still on this idea that I had to do the linear thing, right? So I applied for a newspaper paid internship my senior year. I got a little gig at an arts and entertainment paper in our community, and I was a section editor. And I was pretty great at it, if I do say so myself, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I loved writing about art and music and culture in our little coastal town. And the internship actually turned into a paid position, which felt like, hey, this is how it's supposed to work, right? This is awesome. But as soon as I get started, the paper ended. It was bought out by a major conglomerate and promises were made. Hey, we're laying off everyone for a short while, but don't worry, we're going to hire you all back. But as you can guess, that never happened. So I was on the job hunt. I found myself spending hours scouring the internet for jobs. And this was the baby internet. This was not the internet we have today. But on a whim, I found myself applying to work on the street team for a local radio station. Right? 
I thought, God, at least this would be fun. I'll get outside this summer, probably go to some concerts. And it was something, something other than being unemployed, which is all I was at the time. Now, little did I know that that whim, that random, "Ah, let's just do this for a little bit, would actually enter me into my first real salary job post-college, introduce me to some of my best friends today, almost 20 years later, and introduce me to the world of marketing. I spent several years advancing in radio marketing from street team to the director of promotions for one of the biggest rock radio stations in the country. It's true. I have tons of stories that I can tell you sometime over a cocktail. But for today, in that radio experience, I learned infinite amounts of information about marketing. Yes, definitely. But also, I learned tons about communications, both internal and external, about management, both working with a variety of managers and becoming one myself, and people relations, and how to navigate a variety of audiences, opinions, and personalities with grace. And I also learned something about work ethic and a commitment to deliver or over-deliver every time. Now, from that experience, I took another unplanned leap and I took a brand side marketing job. Yeah, I went from media and music to a brand side marketing job at a fast casual restaurant. So listen, I had zero experience marketing food and I had zero experience with corporate America, but I knew about grassroots street marketing. I knew about media. And I knew my market, the area I lived inside and out. So I took a chance and the company took a chance on me as well. It wasn't a perfect fit. I definitely learned a lot, but the skills I had amassed in my radio days positioned me to navigate that landscape. And over the course of several years, I grew and I learned and I was promoted from a regional marketing specialist overseeing my city to a senior marketing manager overseeing business planning and marketing execution nationally from coast to coast. And look, you guys, I had zero formal education or training in what I was doing. I did not have a marketing degree. I had never worked in a marketing business before. But over my years, I had learned the art of communication, negotiation, evaluation and recommendation, and how to set goals and evaluate success. And honestly, maybe the most important thing I had learned was how to solve problems with a little creativity and a lot of elbow grease. And the rest, well, that could all be taught to me. And it was. Now, later in my career, I actually transitioned to working in an advertising agency. Another leap. I remember talking to the CEO of the agency and saying, you know, And he knew me from my time on the brand side. And I said, look, I don't know if I'm right for this job because I don't have agency experience. I'm not really an agency person. I don't know how to position and sell things. And he actually stopped me dead in my tracks and pointed out to me that this fact was precisely what would make me successful in a role at his agency. I would be entering into this role with all the relevant soft skills the things that couldn't necessarily be taught in the same way as some technical skills, but the skills that would make 
the difference in my success. A willingness to try new things and take chances. A comfortability operating in the unknown. I had done that a few times. A desire to understand the end goal and then develop creative solutions to get us there. And an ability to effectively dissect and evaluate success after the fact. And I also had the perspective of someone who'd helped build fan bases through my time in radio and someone who'd helped develop brand meaning and brand importance from my time on the brand side. Now, not only that, I really understood the world of advertising and media and events and sponsorships and retail. Because of my diverse background, we both took a chance on one another and I started working in advertising at the agency level. Now, fast forward, a decade in advertising passes, right? I remember when I took that job, I said, well, let's give it a shot. One year, we'll see how we do. You tell me at the end of the year if I, if I had some wins for you and I'll tell you the same. Well, literally I ended up working at that agency for over seven years and in advertising agency landscape for a decade. And that decade was full of successes, full of lessons, full of inspirational failures, right? And I learned more in that industry than anything I have ever done. And that's because that industry actually invited me to continue to pivot and try new things and raise my hand for new projects. And a lot of the work I was doing was things I had never done before. But I had learned and amassed enough soft skills that were translatable that I could communicate and navigate get my way through them and I had the right skills to evaluate what success looked like. And that was really important. So then I take a break. I am feeling uncertain about wanting to continue in the agency world. It's an industry that honestly holds endless excitement and reward. It's super cool, but it's also an industry that can require all of you if you let it. And as I entered a new stage in my life, which was motherhood, I really didn't think I could give that much of myself to any one job anymore. So while I was giving myself time to really experience the newness of motherhood and hoping to have some clarity around what I wanted to do next come as a byproduct of that time, my life and career started unfolding right in front of me. When I left advertising, I left behind a team, a really big team, and I missed them a lot. But as it turns out, they kind of missed me too. I started getting calls and texts and emails, people hitting me up all the time, asking for advice and guidance, people asking me to get on the phone or get on Zoom and coach them through a difficult situation, a conversation they needed to have, something they needed to relay, practicing for a presentation, anything you can think of, they were calling. And it was all centered in this idea that They needed a coach to help them grow in their current job and beyond their current job. And so I helped them. I helped them because I cared. And then they sent their friends and their family. And then my friends started calling and my family. And it continued to grow and grow until I realized I was working by happenstance as a career coach. So I went from a manager to coach to more than 100 people in a period of a few months. That is absolutely true. And it wasn't 
the science education. It wasn't the journalism chops or the marketing experience that qualified me for any of this. It was that over 20 years of my career across every step, I had been responsible for growing, coaching, and supporting a team. Something I had honestly taken at times for granted and, you know, something that I always wasn't great at. But I had learned infinite amounts of knowledge and skill about people and process and motivation over that time. I learned by doing. I learned by constant exposure. And I learned by having some pretty great managers myself. And there was a moment in my corporate leadership journey where I truly transitioned from manager or boss into a coach. And that really comes when you embrace the life lesson of just letting go. Learning that managing doesn't mean controlling, but it means listening, seeing people where they are, meeting them where they are, and helping them outline actionable steps to drive them forward towards their own unique ambitions. That was a hurdle for me as a manager, but I crossed it and I kept growing. And honestly, it was my collective experience, all of those soft skills, all of that exposure to different people and their needs, that skill set amassed from time and experience that made me a great career coach. Now, I don't tell you this story or my full background today to be self-indulgent. I share it with you because it's the best example I have of this lesson the idea of the pivot. I have worked within five industries, some more closely related than others, of course, but there was a common thread across all of them, a thread that brought me both growth and joy. And that was always the people part, the coaching and mentoring of others. It took me 20 years and nearly that many job titles for me to realize it wasn't marketing that I did best. It was people. It was connecting and communicating. It was understanding. And it was actioning big ideas and ambitions. Honestly, it was the skills I never thought would go on a resume or on my LinkedIn or my answer if somebody would have said to me, hey, what is it that you do best? But this, this is what I do best. And that's where I want to help you. I want you to think about your life and your career in the soft skills space. If you are feeling the desire, the drive, the need to pivot in your career, you can do it. Let go of the fear, kick the imposter syndrome out the door. Who cares if you fail? You'll never know unless you try. So if your gut Your instinct, your heart is pulling you elsewhere. Go. Go with everything you have. Now, if you know what that pivot should be, amazing. The work you need to do is to inventory and understand exactly what soft and hard skills you already have that you can position for success. That's right. I want you to look at the hard skills. So that means the technical things you've been taught or have firsthand experience with. 
and the soft skills, some of those more interpersonal, instinctual, emotional intelligence-based skills. And I want you to go, okay, I know what I want to do in this inventory of all the things I kick ass at. What can I lift and shift to position me for success in my dream job? Maybe it's an insane attention to detail or the ability to literally sell anything or the capability to multitask like no one's business. Whatever it is, these are the skills and abilities you have today and they are exactly what your dream job will require of you tomorrow. I guarantee there is something, many somethings, on your skill set and on your resume that will help you be successful at the job of your dreams. So take an inventory. And to take it a step further, I always tell clients that want to make a big leap in their careers to do their homework. Find job postings out there for the type of job or the type of industry you want to be in and study it. What are the key skills required and sought out for this type of role? Now, instead of getting intimidated by any technical skills you see on these job postings for the job you want, any technical skills you don't possess yet, instead of getting intimidated, take an inventory of your relevant skills that are applicable here, just like we talked about. Start cataloging them now. And I want you to compare them to the skills listed for the job you want. I want you to see how often these skills you have are showing up in postings for your dream job. And also how often are skills you don't have showing up in postings for your dream job. This knowledge is power. Don't let it scare you. Don't let it deter you. You are unlocking knowledge about the most important skills that make someone great at that job. And you are unlocking the knowledge of the skills you have that can make you great at that job. And honestly, that intersection of what they require and what you bring to the table, those are the skills you need to start focusing in on and celebrating and highlighting when you update that resume, when you revamp your LinkedIn, or when you join a networking group all in the name of landing a new job. The big pivot you desire You need to start leading with those commonly seen, largely soft skills that will position you for a successful venture in this new industry or new role. And I know sometimes it feels weird to base our value off of soft skills, particularly if you have a technical job. But if that is where we're starting, that's a wonderful place to be. And there's a lot of data out there and a lot of writing in the academic space in particular, but that talks about People might be hired on technical skills or hard skills, but leaders are rising to the top because of their soft skills. So please do not discount your soft skills. It could make all the difference in your career, okay? So if you don't know where to start and you don't actually know what that dream job you want is, but you know you need something different, I want you to take a different kind of inventory. I want you to examine the things you do best today, both the technical and the soft skills, and then examine the things on that list that make you feel fulfilled. The things you know you're capable of doing that make you happy. Start a list. Don't forget the small stuff, the stuff you aren't judged for in an annual review, 
explore it all. Write it all down. Then I want you to ask a professional confidant or maybe a colleague that you trust. If you have a few, ask a few. Ask them to tell you what it is that you do best, that you do better than anyone else on the team. And with this new self-inventory paired with the perspective of some professional friends you trust, start building a new profile for yourself that is centered on all of these things. Like actually write it down and look for common threads, big thematics, aha moments. When you begin to look at yourself written on the page in these new and unique terms, and when you look at the skills that are not job or industry specific, but are a bit more universal than that, These are the skills you can lift and shift to go on to do bigger and better things. And when you see that, good with people, strong leader, amazing communicator, solid writer, whatever it might be, when you see that, you begin to see yourself differently. You begin to see the expansiveness of your worth. You are capable of doing so much more than how your job today currently defines you. So if you can do that exercise and write down all those things you're great at and all the things that bring you joy and see where that intersects, you will likely uncover things about yourself you didn't give yourself credit for. Maybe you're an amazing intuitive connector. You're the friend I could take to any party drop in the room and never worry about because they're going to make a friend wherever they go. Or maybe you love the thrill of presenting and you're realizing you have a performative streak in you and you do great in front of crowds. Or maybe you've always known that you thrive under pressure, but you're realizing that that actually means that you do really great in high pressure situations and you can always keep your cool. You're going to see new things about yourself and through that, you will uncover new outlets, new industries, and new opportunities for these skills to come alive. So if you're like, well, God, okay, I can do the inventory. I can figure out these new cool things about myself, but what do I do then? I have asked clients who are struggling to identify what it is they want to do next, do this exercise, and then do a literal Google search for a chain of keywords or phrases that they have in their self-inventory. So imagine, imagine Googling the phrase self-motivated entrepreneurial problem solver. And seeing what pops up by doing this, I know it seems silly, but by doing this more often than not, they discovered one of two things, one, either a real life job posting, wherein that is a requirement or one part of that phrase is a requirement. And boom, they're now looking at a job posting where someone just like them could potentially be successful or two, they actually uncover an article or a profile of someone who fits that description which is as equally insightful and inspiring to see where other people with similar traits are landing. So if you already know, or you do some work to self-inventory your brightest skills and you have uncovered what it is that you think you want to do, here's how you can actually transition that new knowledge, that new ambition to gracefully begin to enter that new career, that pivot in five steps. Okay, so first, and this is not step one, just this is my precaution. First things first, don't be intimidated. Give yourself the credit for the work you've been doing. See your own value. You have to so that you can sell it to others. You just have to. But these five steps 
are a nice, graceful entry point to learning about and immersing yourself in any career you want to dive into. So the first thing, step one, connect with others who are actually already doing this job. Find someone in your circle or your peripheral circle or hell, hit up someone cold on LinkedIn. Someone who's doing the job you covet and ask if you can buy them a coffee or have a 15 minute call to pick their brain on how they got into their industry and what they think it takes to truly be successful there. I think you might be surprised how many people are willing to give you a little bit of time. I always say start with your network and then see if you have you know, a second connection once removed type of connection if there's no one in your immediate circle that fits the bill. But trust your network first. And if you can't find anybody, hit up someone on LinkedIn and just ask for an informational interview. But truthfully, if you ask them just one thing, ask them what they think it takes to be successful in their job. That will be knowledge you can take with you moving forward. Now, step two is kind of along the same path, and that is find a mentor. Now, if you know someone in the industry, then you're one step ahead of everybody else. Ask them if they'd be willing to mentor you. Ask if they'd provide you with a biweekly or a monthly opportunity to just have a quick connect where you can ask questions or ask for advice and grow under their guidance. And again, I know it might seem like a lot to ask, but you will be surprised just how many people, particularly in management and leadership positions, are willing to help if you just ask. The key here is to right-size your request. If it's a single phone call a month for six months while you jump into a new industry, that feels pretty reasonable. So depending on your pre-existing relationship and how big of a pivot you're taking, find someone who'd be willing to offer you mentorship. Now, step three, Now that you've learned a little bit about what it really takes to be successful and what others who are doing this job look like on paper, I think you definitely can take the leap towards revamping your personal profile. That's step three. So now that you know what it is you do best, right? Because you've inventoried those soft skills and those technical skills that you can lift and shift into a new industry. And you've heard from a pro about what's most important to being successful in that industry. I want you to take the time to revamp your professional bio, first and foremost, with this in mind. I want you to position yourself for the job you want by touting your most important and relevant skills. And in your bio, it is okay to flat out say that you're desiring to transition to this new career industry. Put it out there. You know, after 20 years of marketing and advertising experience, I'm interested in making the leap into career coaching because for 17 years, I have mentored, grown, recruited, and retained hundreds of employees across a variety of companies. I literally just made that up, but you get my point. You have a story to tell. So tell the reader why you are uniquely positioned to make an impact in the industry of your dreams. Put it out there. Now, step number four, identify companies that are offering the role you want and then ask them for an informational interview. Yeah, companies do that. HR departments do that. Heck, I do that weekly. If you can identify a place that has a job just like the one you want, Don't be afraid to reach out. Apply. Even if you don't meet the full list of qualifications, apply. And if you hear back from somebody, ask for the opportunity to do an informational interview so that you can get candid feedback 
on what, if any, gaps you have in your experience, any concerns they'd have about hiring someone with your background. Learn what they're really evaluating you on. Learn about the things you'd need to do, like maybe earning a specific certification or get direct experience in, like using a certain software program. Learn what the gaps are and then go do those things. So step number four, find a company offering the role you want and then connect with them. Now, step number five, and this is one I actually spent a lot of time talking with people about, but step number five is as you're starting to look and apply for jobs, be willing to take a step back. So you were once holding a title like manager or director or heck, even a VP, but now, In this new industry, you're starting from scratch. So let go of the meaning of titles. Trust me, it will help you. Release yourself from the pressures of ego. We all have it. Be willing to start from the bottom to gain the industry relevant skills you need to make it. And the chances are, if you do this, because you already have so many amazing skills that you have amassed throughout your career, you are very likely to skyrocket to success in that job, in that entry-level job. You will likely fast-track your way forward because you know how to navigate a professional environment, communications, and a variety of other things that some folks that are also in entry-level jobs don't have that knowledge or background in. So be comfortable taking a step back and starting fresh. Know that that doesn't mean that you're starting at the bottom forever. Trust that you are equipped to grow and do big things, but sometimes it requires us just taking a step back. Now look, I know that this idea of pivoting into the unknown can be scary. I've done it myself, but aren't all of the greatest things in life kind of scary in the beginning, a major career change is really no different. So if you've been feeling that itch, feeling that urge to grow, expand, run towards something new and invigorating, just go. Go with your full heart. Go with all your passion and all your knowledge and experience and all of your willpower. Give it a shot. You have nothing to lose, trust me but truly everything to gain. You've got this. Now, I love hearing from you guys. So if you've got a story, an idea, or a question for me, please don't be a stranger. You can always email me directly, connect at tessawolf.com or message me on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast. I do read all of your DMs. Now, next week's show, okay, next Monday, we are back and we have a whole new episode all about one of my favorite subjects managing up that's right how to become a kick-ass employee through managing your manager so if you're someone who doesn't know how to meet your boss's expectations or feels like for whatever reason you can't quite get on the same page as your boss this will be a show you do not want to miss that's right next week's episode is about managing up have a great week i'll talk to you then Thank you.
Before we go, if today was at all helpful for you and you learned something from the work we did together, please do me a favor and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling extra inspired and generous, please give us a rating and review. For more career advice, inspiration, and fun, follow us on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast. Until next time, cheers, everyone.